You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Hello, hello, hello. It's Crystal Iram here. I am a relationship coach for smart, successful, spiritual women. And I am so excited about what we're discussing today. This is actually based on a question that came up in response to something that I posted. And what I posted was that, you know, men are many wonderful things, but they are not mind readers. So if there's something you would like a man to provide for you, tell him. That's the only way you're going to get it. And someone asked a really good question in response to that, which is how can I communicate what I want? And she was specifically asking about as it relates to texting and wanting a phone call. So that is what we're addressing. So the first thing about this, and actually let me pull up the actual question because I want to make sure that I'm actually saying it properly. So yes, the question was, how do you do this in a feminine way? For instance, the guy I'm getting to know, it takes him anywhere from 12 to 24 hours to text back, which means planning dates can take much longer. How do I ask for a quicker response and phone calls instead of texts? without being masculine. I'm learning all of this as I was raised around all dudes. It's in there and I'm growing more confident with each interaction. Also, do you think that cute thinking of you messages are appropriate when you know for a fact he's super interested? I'm honestly getting a bit confused on what the feminine me looks like, but I am getting there. Okay, so great question. So the first thing that I want to say about this, because I know that a lot of women wonder about this. They feel like, am I being masculine if I do this? Am I being feminine if I do this? And they can get very into their head about remaining feminine. And what you want to do before anything else is release this anxiety around, am I being feminine enough or am I being too masculine? It's a fantastic thing to sort of be aware of because it's true that some of our natural responses, the way that we instinctually want to respond, aren't necessarily setting us up in the best way for the relationships that we want. But when we put all of this like, anxiety and sort of fear and heaviness on it, if we could really do something horribly wrong, it just sort of stints our success and stints our growth. So release some of that fear and anxiety. Yes, it's good to sort of be aware to elevate your behaviors. Sometimes we do have to go beyond our instincts, but you got to let go of this idea that like, I'm going to mess this up. I'm going to do something so wrong that I won't be able to fix it. You have to remember that ultimately with your person, you cannot mess it up. And there are things that can make all of your interactions easier and better. So that's the first thing is release this fear around being too masculine, release this fear around, you know, not being feminine right. You know, the other thing is that a lot of women who feel like maybe they are a little bit more masculine and are worried that they're not doing it right is they want to take it to an extreme where it feels like to be in my feminine means I am totally passive. 
I am doing nothing. I can't do anything. As soon as I do anything, I am being masculine. Yes, masculine energy is the more action-oriented, doing, moving forward energy, but that doesn't mean that you have to just like be completely passive. And one of the most feminine things that you can do is set clear standards. You can have clear standards. You can have high standards. That is one of the most feminine things that you can do. When you can set high standards in your feminine, sort of saying, this is what I desire, this is what I require, then the masculine is able to meet you there. So let go of this idea that like being feminine means that you just sit there and do nothing and you have no control or power over the situation. Really, as the feminine, you have a lot of control and power in the situation. You have a ton of power in the situation. It's just not as active. But setting standards, speaking your expectations and your desires is totally feminine. You know, and part of this is because the masculine loves to serve. So when you can be clear about like, this is what I want, then like the masculine is happy to provide that, but it wants to know what it can provide. And men are happy to sort of provide. I remember feeling a lot of the times like, am I being too demanding? Am I asking too much? And that was never a thing that actually turned off most men. Now, some men it will, if they really don't want to provide, if they're looking for something easy, then it is possible they could be turned on by that. But most men who are looking for a committed relationship, they're not ending up with the person where it's like, there's no effort involved. It's not about being difficult or trying to be demanding. It's just about the fact that like most men are happy to provide. They're happy to take action and do things for a woman that they're interested in, a woman they care about, and a woman that they would like to move a relationship forward with. So setting standards is totally feminine. You want to set your standards early and not often per se, but as often as you need to. So one of the ways that I set standards really early is You know, if you are dating, like if you're doing online dating or if you're dating through an app, you set that precedent right at the beginning where it's like, this is sort of what I expect. And you don't have to say it like that. But for example, on my dating profile, I said, if you are looking for a pen pal, I'm not your girl with the little emoji with like her arms crossed. And so it was like a cute, light way of saying it. But it did a couple of things. One, it sort of made my expectations clear from the beginning. And it also gave men permission to call me, to sort of ask me out outright. And this is an important thing because not all women want that. Some women are like, I don't want to meet someone if I haven't spoken to them for two weeks or three weeks. And that's okay. That's a preference. That was my preference because my belief is that you don't know anything until you meet someone in person. And so I did not want to spend three weeks or a month getting to know someone just over the phone and messages and then never have it pan out. And I did experience that. And so that was sort of what I learned from those experiences. I had someone who I had spoken to quite a bit and I started to really feel like I liked him and I felt like we were really connecting. And the reason we didn't meet was because he lived out of town. And we never did meet. And it sort of went back and forth. Like we planned to meet up on one occasion when he was coming to where I was. And that happened several times and it never panned out. And I still sort of felt something. Like I still felt disappointing. And so that was just not a precedent I wanted to continue. And so it was like going forward, it was like, I don't want to get too involved with someone before I have the opportunity to meet them face to face. I also had it happen that I had great rapport with someone and then we met in person and like his smell wasn't right. And it sounds silly to say, but 
you know what I'm talking about. It's sort of that chemistry, right? Sometimes the chemistry is just off and you're like, I don't want to be close to you. Like, I don't like the way it feels being close to you. So that was like a standard that I set very early on. And if I was chatting with someone and he did not make a move to ask me out, I would just stop responding. And so one of two things happens. One is that he stopped responding also and it falls away and it's like, great, onward and upward. The other thing that would sometimes happen is that he would say like, oh, what's going on here? And usually they didn't even have to ask though. They would sort of get the point. I had that happen a couple of times and they just got it. They were like, when can I see you? When can we meet? And so, you know, that was one thing. And then occasionally they would ask sort of what's going on. And it was just like, we've just been chatting a lot and I, I wasn't really looking to chat with someone. And then they'd say, okay, well, when can we get together? Or that would be the end of it. So either way, it's fine. But so that's one thing to do is to really set those standards early. Once you're already involved with someone, obviously that's a little bit of a different thing. So if you're already involved with someone and you want to sort of change a pattern that's been set, there's a couple of ways that you can do that. The first is just, you can call him. I know a lot of women feel like if I'm being feminine, then I'm never calling him. No, that's not what that means. Of course you can call. If you're always initiating, if you're calling him over and over again, if you're calling him and not getting a call back and then calling again, that's not even masculine. That's just, you're now really pursuing. So don't do that. But if you want to call him, don't hold yourself back where you're like, I have to be feminine. So I can't call him. Let that go. You're allowed to pick up the phone. If that feels good to you, if that's what you want to do, give him a call. That will give you definitely some insight because if he calls you back really quickly, you know, okay, he's interested in returning my call. And you can just say something. Like it doesn't have to be this big thing where it's like, we need to talk about your communication style. You can just be like, I just prefer phone calls over text. And if he is interested and he's picking up on the things you say and he has a certain level of attunement to you, He will remember that and he'll be like, Crystal prefers when I call, so I am going to call. The other thing is that often, especially, you know, it's a little bit different with men who are, I'm going to say like in their 20s, once men are in their 30s, and it's also just like that generation, I mean, men in their 30s, remember when it wasn't only text messages, men in their 20s may not, Um, and certainly men who are older than that. But for any age range, often enough, if a man is very interested, I'm going to call because he wants to talk to you. So I'm not saying that if he doesn't call, it just means he doesn't like you that much. But there is sort of something to be considered. If you mention that you prefer speaking on the phone, if you try calling him and he still isn't calling you, I'm not saying that this is like the end of it, but that is information that you sort of should store. You know, with Kobe, when I was getting into the relationship with my husband, he always called me. And for anyone who hasn't heard the story of how we met, I'll save it for another time. But I didn't see it as a possibility. I didn't see him as someone that was really interested in pursuing me. And so I was was just like, why are you calling? But he was calling because he wanted to talk to me, because he liked hearing my voice, because it was fun for him to connect with me in a little bit more of a meaningful way than just via text message. So he never required prompting. And he was not someone who had been well-trained before me. You know, some men have been in relationships with women who are very clear with them. And so they understand it's important. But that's just to say, even for a guy who hasn't had that yet, like they can learn and they will learn if that is something that they really desire. So you don't have to put too much meaning to it, but that is a possibility that he's just not really putting it as a priority if he's not that interested and talking on the phone. 
Not definitely, but something to consider, especially once you sort of drop the hints and tell him. Don't be afraid of just saying what you want. Here's where it gets into like murky territory. Here's where you're moving out of your feminine is when you say, this is what I desire. And he says, I hear what you're saying. I don't know if I'm interested in providing that. And then you say, no, but you need to provide that for me. You need to do that for me. I'm not saying that's masculine per se. That's just forceful behavior. That's not supportive. It's not helpful. It's not going to get you closer to what you want. So you get to always speak your desires. And that's like a great thing. And it's a great practice. But they also get to have their own desires. And if his desire is not to provide what you want, then by being in your feminine, you're walking away rather than then trying to get it from him. So you can absolutely stay in your feminine and ask for what you want. But the real feminine act is sort of knowing that I either take what he wants to provide or I let go. And so it's not about settling. I'm not saying like take what he can get, but it's not about trying to finagle something out of someone who doesn't want to give it. The same way, if there's ever something you're not interested in providing in a relationship, it's not up to him to then try to force it out of you. It doesn't feel good. Like it feels horrible if you're like, that's not something I'm interested in providing. He's like, well, you have to if you care about me. No, it means that our desires aren't aligned. And so perhaps this isn't the right relationship. Don't make the mistake of trying to fit something into the image that you have. You can have the relationship that you want. You can manifest your relationship however you want. But if you meet someone and he's not fitting into that, it's not your job to force him to fit. So yeah, those are basically the most simple things that you can do. Tell him that you prefer phone calls over text messages. You can call him once, see if he gets the hint, but also like you don't have to make it a hint. You can just tell him outright, I wanted to hear your voice. I wanted to talk to you. And you see how he responds. Yes, it's possible that like you'll do one thing and it turns him off. And so I'm not going to say like, oh, you can't possibly ever do something wrong. However, if you do one thing and that turns him off enough that he doesn't want to continue the relationship, then at some point he was probably going to get turned off enough that he didn't want to continue the relationship. A man who is very interested and very attracted, it's going to take more than one small misstep, like calling him to turn him off. So even for someone who's really masculine, who really wants to be the one in pursuit, it's going to take more than that. It also takes more than you calling him once to take over the role of pursuer. Okay. So it's like you can call him once and still be the one that he's chasing. If I called Kobe when we were dating, he was ecstatic because he always called me. He was always initiating everything. He was moving everything forward. So for me to call him occasionally was not switching roles in that way. It was like taking that receptivity to another level because I was just showing him like, I like talking to you too. And he appreciated it. If I hadn't, it would have been fine. He would have just kept calling me also. But you don't have to be afraid of like, any small misstep being enough that it's like the end of the relationship. Yeah. Standards are feminine. Set your standards early and as often as you need to. Be willing to let go and don't be afraid of being too masculine. Don't be afraid of it. It's not going to be a big deal. Learn how to act in a way that feels good for you. It's not about putting on an act so that you can catch someone. It's about learning and like training yourself so that you can act in a way so that your actions aren't what end the relationship. It's sort of like when you're preparing for an interview, like you can learn skills to interview properly, but ultimately 
it's about having the right fit. You know, it's like if you get really good at interviewing, it still doesn't mean that just because you get a job offer, you have to accept it. And it's the same thing with this. It's like just because you get better at sort of staying in your feminine and releasing anxiety around dating doesn't then mean that every man that comes along has to be the one. It just means that more often the ball's in your court, which is obviously fun. And it makes it a little bit sort of like easier to work with because you're going to feel like you have more options. You're going to feel like you're the one who's sort of deciding who do I want to continue a relationship with and who am I not interested in continuing a relationship with. So that's all good. Oh, there was another question in the original question. Is it appropriate to send cute messages like thinking of you and things like that if you know that he's interested? So This all sort of fits in the same way. If you want to say, I'm thinking of you or things like that, you can. Like, don't overthink it so much where you're like, I have no idea what to do. Yes, you have to rise above your instincts when you're dating, but what you really want to do is get to the point where you're like in touch with your intuition. It doesn't need to be so manufactured that like you're analyzing everything at length. So if you've been going out with someone and you can really feel that he's interested and he is initiating most of the conversations and he is asking you out and showing that he really wants to see you, then yeah, of course, you can send him a sweet message. If he likes you, he's going to think it's sweet. You've got to start to like get an understanding of when you're pushing, when you're trying to move the relationship forward versus when you're just allowing the relationship to sort of where there's like a volley where like he does something and you're able to say something. And it's not about it being like a perfectly even exchange where like he takes you out for dinner. So now you have him over and make dinner. But it's like, if he's showing you all of this interest and like really pursuing you and then for you to say, you know, I'm really enjoying getting to know you or, you know, I'm thinking of you today or this funny meme made me think of you. It's not such a big deal. Like if he gets so turned off by that, that's just information. Like that's just information. Like that's probably not your person. Because if he really is interested, he's going to be happy to hear from you. So don't take this to an extreme where you're constantly reaching out to him because then it's going to be like you're sort of moving the relationship forward. And I always say this, at the beginning of the relationship is a great time to gauge his interest. How much is he willing to invest in moving it forward? But for you to like say something sweet back is not going to be a big deal. And if it is, onward and upward. So don't overthink it, but also don't do too much. If you're sending him these sweet messages and he's not really responding or he's just like, K or like, thanks, THX, then you're probably doing too much. And that's like what he's responding to. But if he like responds lovingly, like he's happy or he calls you, then you know that like the dynamic is working for both of you. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Take everything easy. Let it be light. Let it be fun. You can't mess it up with the right person. So yes, get better at all of this, but take off the fear that like you're going to make one misstep and everything's going to go to hell. So those are my thoughts on that. That's all I have for you today. I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast. 